The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Saturday edition of The Yard. You know, we didn't get to record yesterday. It was a very busy day in Starkville. So we're going to do what we can to kind of get caught up here today. I knew there was some big news that was coming on Friday. I didn't want you all to have to wait all the way to Monday to hear my thoughts on it. But also, too, you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm on the road today. I'm actually, if it sounds a little different, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's part of the deal, right? I'm, I'm, I'm on the road, you know, seeing some family. And so wanted to record the show today. Of course, we'll be back on Monday and kind of share with you uh, kind of what else is going on, right? Because there's supposed to be some more news this weekend on the recruiting front. So we'll talk about that too. Uh, we're not going to do a top 10 list today. So it's because of the fact that, again, I'm on the road and I want to get as much information out as we can. And so it's going to be a little bit shorter show than normal. I hope you'll forgive me. But the reality of it is a big recruiting day for Mississippi State yesterday. Things pretty much went to script, I would say. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to run through some things today. And I'm just, it's kind of going to be this kind of this rambling, streamingness of conscious type thing, right? I'm, I'm just going to go over and what I think of we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the commitments. I'm going to give you some, some of my thoughts about some of the players that attended the camp. And we'll kind of go from there. But first of all, let's thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsors of this show. I love Bulldog Burger Company, and you will too if you don't already. You're probably already a raving fan. If not, you should be. Bulldog Burger Company doing a great job, absolutely wonderful job, feeding people. It's an underappreciated vocation, shall we say, and they're doing it better than anybody. Three great locations to serve you, University Drive in Star Vegas, Gloucester Street there in Tupelo, and then the, the newest one, Lake Harbor Drive in the Roads and Flowood area. Go by, have the spring rolls to make you better looking, everybody around you better looking. Have that great restaurant quality hamburger. If you're unfamiliar with Bulldog Burger Company, let me just tell you, maybe start with the Bulldog, right? And you know what? Even if you start and end with the Bulldog, you've done really well for yourself. But I think before you go in there and you know, there's a lot of things on the menu and people are like, I don't know what to order at a new place, get the Bulldog. Get the Bulldog. And that's a nice kind of a gateway burger into the rest of that menu. I think the French fries are outstanding. You will too. Give them a try. Great portions, great food, great price, great service. As always, at Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. All right, so three commitments yesterday, three public commitments. We're, we're expecting at least one more today, possibly two, but uh, we're very close to getting some things done. And so let's start, okay, first of all, with the first commitment of the day. Shortly after we got out there to Top Dog Camp, he made the call. That's linebacker Tobias Hinton, a surprise to nobody, right? I mean, this is something he's been trending Mississippi State's way. It's really the infancy of the process. You know, he's talking about taking some big trips. You know, I, I was told even as early as like March, you know, people in his family were hopeful he'd stay a little bit closer to home because they want they want to be able to buy the jersey and go to the games and support him. And so, 
Uh, that's ultimately what he does. Tobias Hinton rated a four-star by 247 Sports. Now, the composite, he is just under a four-star. Part of that is because other people hadn't seen him play. Um, he didn't camp yesterday. I would like to have seen him camp again. Uh, I told you guys when he camped back in June, You know, I, I like him. I, I, I wanted to love him. I like him an awful lot. Uh, the thing that I would say with him is he is a natural linebacker that has kind of played out of position some. They've kind of used him some as an edge. This year, he'll be predominantly playing a linebacker. And, and here's what happens. When you have guys, that, even as seniors, that haven't played this position a lot, they, they think a little bit rather than kind of read and react. So I suspect we're going to see a better senior year out of him than we're going to see out of a lot of other players because of the natural athleticism, he's a freak. He runs really well. He has some contact courage. You know, he's one of those guys who get in there and mix it up. And one of the things that I go back to, and this is just from covering this state for so many years, and like you guys wouldn't get it. I mean, if you if you know high school football in Mississippi, you, you'll understand what I'm about to say. He plays for Tony Vance at Hattiesburg High School. Now, I have known Tony Vance basically as long as I have been in this industry, which is 25 years or so now. So Tony coaches those guys in a very blue-collar way. Like, look at Snoop Connor, right? Snoop Connor, under-recruited, two-star kid, goes to Ole Miss, has a big career, gets drafted. That's kind of – that's what you should expect from Hattiesburg High School players. And so – Tobias is kind of cut from that same cloth. Now, he's a guy, too, that's a little more, uh, maybe a little more recognizable as a prospect earlier in his career. And so, as a result, he's rated a little bit higher. But, again, blue-collar type values with that program, not the least bit concerned about work ethic and things like that. Uh, he is not the biggest kid. Like, they've got him listed at 6'3", 215 pounds, I just, you know, I don't believe that's accurate. I think he's a probably more like a 6'1 guy. Uh, maybe 2'10", 215, maybe so. But the reality of it is, is how big you need to be to be a linebacker. Now, he doesn't have that freakish length like maybe a Javé Gilmore does, but he does have plenty of length. Uh, I like to get – because here's what I think is going to happen. I told you guys back after the June camp that uh, – I wanted to continue to watch him, you know, and I thought State would too. They they go ahead and make a move here and get him done. But I think this is a guy too that he is just really learning the nuances of that position. And so I think that he is a guy that his best football is really ahead of him. Uh, really nice offer sheet. We hadn't updated this in a while. And it's interesting how there was some – stuff early on that everybody was talking about. Oh, this, 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 this. And then all of a sudden everybody's, everybody decides that maybe they're uh, offered, now that he's not going to come there, maybe they, they didn't have offer after all. But, you know, nice, decent offer sheet here. Uh, let's run through that real quick here. I mean, because I, I, that's one of the things that I know. It's like a lot of people, it's not so much that we get him, who do we beat to get him? Well, uh, a handful of G5s and some Power 5s here. Alabama A&M, Austin P. Colorado was among its first offers. Jackson State, Louisiana Lafayette, Memphis, Michigan, Middle Tennessee State, Southern Miss, Tulane, West Virginia. So a nice little mixture there. And here's the thing, too, that when I, when I look at guys like Tobias, you, you think, okay, the guy really runs well. 
And this is a guy that's, uh, you know, low to mid four fives. Really straight line, good straight line speed. You know, that's the question now is you know, how can he play in space? Can he really move laterally? And that's what, you know, you hope the camp can show you. And so we had him in camp back in June. And, again, I think he was thinking a little bit. You know, I think it's one of those things when you've played edge, now all of a sudden you've got to play in space, not to mention you're kind of camping for your college football future. Uh, I'm eager to see how he develops. But uh, I do like to get – I think it's smart to go ahead and take him now because I think if you wait, I think you're going to be in a fight. Not to mention I think this is a guy that was ready to go. He was ready to get things done uh, and kind of focus on his senior season. And so if you don't take him now, it's almost disrespectful, right? Now he's like, well, we're going to wait and watch this and wait and do that. You know, what does that mean for him? How does that impact the relationship? But nevertheless, he's in now. And uh, a guy, again, not as big as listed, but a guy that really runs well and a guy that has the raw athleticism to become a really good linebacker. Does he play as a, a true freshman? I think not. You know, he's a guy I think probably needs, you know, maybe a year to kind of have some skill refinement. But uh, a guy that will certainly uh, contribute on special teams early in his career. And, and Mississippi State needs to really stack good linebacker classes. I mean, you think about what you've got right now, and what you're looking at in the next year or two, you know, yeah, we need to get a good backer class together. I believe we're getting one. I still believe it'll be a four-linebacker class. You know, three of those spots are pretty much already filled. Now, the fourth one, do you take another high school guy? Do you take a portal guy? I think that's going to boil down to how some of these younger guys develop. I think some of these guys in the last couple of classes, you know, if you can say, hey, we can afford to be patient a little bit. Uh, if Jed Johnson comes back next year and you feel like Deshaun Page will be back next year, not sure what Bookie Watson's going to do. You know, maybe you say, you know what, hey, let's take another high school guy. Don't know. As of now, I would expect a transfer guy. But there are some pretty good candidates out there if you decide to take a fourth high school backer. And again, I think Tobias Hinton's a guy too. Because of the fact that he is a maybe a known commodity in South Mississippi, I think that helps you a lot too. I think it helps you a lot to have some guys out there whose names have been in the paper the other recruits know because what happens is they kind of help become a drawing card. So Tobias Hinton, uh, good get, good way to start the day. You know, but since we get out there to camp, he's tweaking out his graphics and he's ready to go. And uh, it's good stuff. It's really, really good stuff. And uh, Paul Jones and I were out there, you know, out in that heat and kind of braving the day. And, uh, you know, Tobias is a guy too that um, – Made what I guess what three trips here in the last several weeks, so it was not really any any doubt about his intentions or kind of how he felt about Mississippi State. So that was your first commitment of the day. Your second commitment of the day was actually a little bit of a surprise to some people. Now I have been following Zay Alexander's recruitment for for some time. I have always felt that Zay is a guy too. Once he got serious about the weight room was going to really explode as a player. And he has a very, very nice offer sheet. Very nice offer sheet. There, In my mind, there has never been any doubt where he was headed. He is a big offensive tackle prospect, 6'7", 315 pounds. Good friends with Jacarius Clayton. And again, I think we probably all knew, maybe before Zay did, I think Zay just needed to kind of take some time to work his way through this. Uh, took some trips, was talking about taking some more. But he made the call last night. Really, really big for, for State. And you start looking at this offensive line class that Mason Miller's putting together, and you begin to realize 
You talk about stacking some classes. <laughs> this offensive line depth chart is kind of materializing before our eyes, and I think we're all pretty pleased about it. You know, that's the thing. When I look at this group here, I mean, you look at Joe Crocker, you look at Malik Ellis and Isaiah Alexander, it's probably going to be, you know, five OL class. You take another high school guy, maybe you get somebody out of the portal. You know, Mason Miller's told me before he he, he plans to sign four or five every single year because they, they carry so many on the roster. But here we are now getting ready for fall camp. We got three guys in, three, two of them from in-state and one of them just across the line there in Nashville that has already done, taken all his trips. So I don't think there's going to be any drama with these guys. And that that's a refreshing thing, too. So let's look at this A. Alexander recruiting profile. You know, mentions I mentioned, 6'7", 315 pounds. Uh, got about a dozen offers. We have not bedded his offer sheet here in a little bit, too. So you know, and there may be some other ones out there. But uh, certainly he's got some offers that will uh, catch your attention. Alcorn State being one of those. Florida. Georgia, Indiana, Memphis, Ole Miss, Oregon, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, and several other schools have uh, you know shown some level of interest. I really like Zay. He didn't work out yesterday, nor did he need to. You know, he'd come for the uh, the June camp, and I, I don't even know that he needed to do that. But I was glad that he did. We got a chance to watch watch him play at a new playing weight. He came last year. And he was considerably overweight. He was this big, massive offensive line guy. But you begin to think, okay, well, once he gets in shape, once he really commits himself to the weight room, he might really have something with Zay Alexander. And then you look at what he's got now. I heard from Coach Harden. He's like, hey, can you update his profile picture? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I could see why. You know, once I saw the kid, the, the, the commitment he has made to physical fitness is very impressive. It's inspiring. It really is. And so – that's a big get for State to get him in. And now there, in my mind, there are two for sure SEC offensive linemen in the state of Mississippi this year. There's a couple other guys that may play their way in. Maybe they've got a little more something left to prove. But I think the two most proven guys in the state of Mississippi are Malik Ellis and Zay Alexander. Now they're both committed to Mississippi State, as expected. We didn't expect that to go any other way. Uh, the Joe Crocker news, of course, uh, you know, he was the guy they were on. And he goes, hey, I want to make my decision in the summer. Okay, you set up an official visit and you get him. You know, So now all of a sudden, if I'm Mason Miller, I'm thinking, you know what? I can really kind of go big game hunting. I can afford to be a little bit selective. I can be afford to be patient. Because I've got three really good prospects already in the boat. So Zay commits... And again, not a real surprise. You know, there was some discussion this week that he might want to go visit Texas, and and a lot of it was just for the experience, right? But um, and, you know, whatever it is, you know, and that's not to say he won't take a visit later. But again, I don't think there was ever any question about where Zay was going to go. It's good to get him in the boat too. And again, that's your second commitment of the day. The- Today's podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to NerdWallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your own money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every single year, managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup, putting away more money for retirement since I'm not going to do this podcast forever. Sorry, folks. And also boosting my credit score since good credit is like a real-life cheat code. Saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It loves a good plot twist. 
The nerds also explained the real impact that the latest financial headlines could have on your life. Weekly financial check-ins with smart money help you spend more time doing what matters and less time worrying about what doesn't. Let nerd wallets trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Bulldog fans, rodeo season is here. That's right, the Dixie National Rodeo. Get ready to roll, man. And uh, I remember being a kid, that was like the biggest highlight for us. My grandmother would get us tickets every year, and me and my brother would wear our cowboy outfits. We'd put our boots on, have our chaps, our vest. And we go up there, and just in case one of the cowboys got a little bit scared to get on a horse or a bull, we were willing to do it. Yeah, for sure. Guys, boots aren't just for going out to a country western bar and doing a little boot scooting. Maybe you got a little Texas two-step in your game. Tacovas can make you look better than ever. Absolutely. And here's the deal, too. That's the thing, the versatility of Tacovas is you can wear them somewhere nice, or you can live life where you don't go gently. That's what Tecovis does for you. Yeah, it's a rugged, handsome boot. It's my favorite boot brand, and it should be yours too. Be sure and check them out. Tecovis believes in Western for all people, and you can feel that when you go into their stores, when you walk in, you'll be greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink and maybe even adult beverage if you prefer, and you can get custom-fitted for a new pair of Tecovis boots. You can get custom leather stamping or branding, whatever you need to make it feel somewhat individual. Look up your closest store at tecovis.com. But if you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And you know what, partner? Point your toes west. One, the third commitment of the day was uh, another one that we've been expecting. We talked about him on the show. Uh, Zachary Tillman. Zachary Tillman, an outstanding player. I've been a fan from the beginning. Absolutely from the beginning. Very first time I watched his film, I was like, you know what, this kid's a football player. I don't know what he projects to be, but you just take him and figure it out. Of course, offers from Mississippi State, Indiana, Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana Tech, Memphis, Southern Miss, Tulane. Ole Miss curiously didn't offer, uh, and I really thought they would. And, and, and honestly, I think that's kind of a sign about the two schools having two very different philosophies issue when it comes to recruiting. Um, so we're happy to have him. Again, we evaluated him early on as a safety. I think he's going to be a Mike linebacker. I think he's – now, he looked better yesterday. Like, I mean, you know, like I can tell he's in his summer workout program now. And I think he, you know, he's always looked athletic. But I think he's starting to carry the weight a little bit better. Now that he's kind of gotten into that summer workout regimen, I, th- I think this is going to be a, a really big-time player for us. And so all three of those guys are already in the boat. So let's take a quick look at the, at the commitment list. Now there are now a dozen, a dozen commitments. Tobias Hinton, now the highest-rated commitment in the Mississippi State class. And then Ty Jones, who was back again yesterday. It's like, it's like almost every time I go to Mississippi State, I run into Ty Jones. Uh, we mentioned Joe Crocker earlier. Seth Davis from Katy, Texas. Couldn't make it uh, this weekend, but his commitment is, is certainly in good shape. Malik Ellis also couldn't make it. A lot of these guys, too, that uh, they're in school now. They're in school now or in football practice, and so it's difficult to make a trip. And we discussed on the show 
on Wednesday of this week that uh, that's something that's probably going to be worked out. You know, the dead period and the high school schedule probably need to make some adjustments to when you have maybe these top dog type camps. Uh, Nakai Poole showed up, commitment out of uh, Norcross, Georgia, and uh, brought a lot of family with him. You know, he's an exciting guy. And I'll be honest with you, like, when I saw him listed at 6'3", 205, and then I saw the film, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know. But after seeing him yesterday, yeah, he's, he's as close to uh, listed as, as I think anybody will be comfortable with. So is, is he exactly 6'3", 205? No, but he's close enough, you know. And he might actually be with that hair. But, uh, yeah, it's good to see guys come in and bring family with them. You know, that way you know it's not just an excuse to come hang out. You know, the family made the commitment too. Uh, Joseph Head there as always, and he's up to 215 pounds. You know, when he committed to Mississippi State, he was 6'4", 205, uh, up to 215 now. And um, if, you, if you've if you seen his family, if you know his dad, his dad's a guy that's a big, physical-looking guy too that um, looks like he could play right now. But Joseph, I – People ask me, well, who would you compare him to? I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's going to be as successful as this guy. I hope he is. But when you look at him and kind of how he moves in his frame, he, he looks like a Montez Sweat type guy. And again, Montez Sweat obviously set a record for defensive lineman at the combine. I'm not projecting that. And I'm not projecting Joseph had to be a first-round pick at this point. But similar build and a similar skill set. And Joseph Head might actually – out of high school, be a little bit um, more robust than Tez was. Jalen Abram, uh, he's there. And th- this kid is so locked in. I'm not the least bit worried about him. He is a guy that uh, is really excited about Mississippi State. It's where he's wanted to be. He's excited to be a Bulldog. He's recruiting others to join him. Uh, he's excited about the season. Uh, didn't camp. You know, he camped back in June. No need to camp now. You just come up there and and uh, and get to know your teammates. That, that's the I think that's the biggest thing about you know the SummerSlam cookout is it's not really about impressing anybody. It's about kind of showing up and uh, developing a rapport and a esprit de corps with your future teammates. Uh, you know Zakari Tillman made it. Kelly Jones unable to make it. His commitment, of course, still remains in good shape. As Dante Kelly, he didn't make it either. And so, uh, of course, these guys had already been to camp. So they didn't, you know, need to come back or anything like that. You'd like to have had them on campus to be able to kind of communicate uh, and spend some time, you know, with your other guys, just kind of building, you know, those team bonds. But uh, they didn't make it. But, again, everything is fine. Get Perkins also didn't make it. Um, there was a possibility that he might come. And I continue to say this because I think it's important to understand. I think Ole Miss is going to have to work to keep him. I don't think he's coming to Mississippi State, no matter what he does. You know, I think if he stays in state, it's going to be to Ole Miss. And, of course, he's committed to Ole Miss. But I know Alabama's tried to make it really interesting with him. Uh, so we'll kind of see how things develop with them. And, and listen, Mississippi State and Tony Hughes and those guys continue to recruit him. That's what you got to do. But uh, he didn't make it yesterday, and that's, that's fine. But um, the reality of it is nobody, I think, should get emotionally invested in that one. It's because I, I think the chances of him being a Bulldog are, are pretty are like slim and none right now but you know hey you don't give up on a guy from raleigh mississippi in july you keep pushing ahead uh but he didn't make it and so uh, caleb bryant also didn't make it and unfortunately they needed jaleel fleming and so uh, you know here's the thing people like well you know do you 
Do you think there's somebody working against us now? You know, I don't know if there is or not, but they're not helping. They're not hurting us. They're hurting the kids, if that's the case. You know, it's like Mississippi State can find defensive backs. You know, Jalil Fleming's a guy that I really like a lot. And uh, supposedly has had car trouble two times in a row now. So, you know, my attitude about that is, and, and forgive me if this comes off being a little bit disrespectful. Um, but here's the deal. If he was my kid, let's say for an example that I was the high school coach or I was a seven-on-seven coach. I'm a guy that had a pre-existing relationship with him. I'm going to get him in the car and bring him. And if he didn't want to go, and he didn't, and why would Jalil Fleming not be interested in Mississippi State and have a Power Five offer at this point? So you got a possibility of getting that. You, you, you're in that kid's life. You got a responsibility to get him there. You have to be. And I know things happen. Your life happens to all of us, right? I didn't plan on going to South Carolina having to buy a car to get home, you know. Uh, but the reality of it is, is that this is two camps now. We were hoping that Jill Fleming would come and uh, have a chance to work out for the staff. And I really believe that with a good workout, he would get an offer. He doesn't show. And again, Mississippi State can get defensive backs and get players of comparable ability. So if you're if you're somebody that's involved in all that, you know, and maybe you're doing things that. You know, maybe it's the detriment of Mississippi State or whatever. You know, it's like, well, I don't want him going to Mississippi State anywhere. In Mississippi State. Um, why is your ego so fragile? You know, that it's again. I don't know what all is going on with all this, but I know this. I know that Jalil Fleming is a guy that's capable of playing in a Southeastern Conference. He's got a handful of uh, of G five offers, and so why would if you if you love this kid, why would you want to be involved in something that denied him the opportunity to represent his home state? And, uh, and have a chance to play in the Southeastern Conference. I mean, you know, his offer sheet, let me run it down for you. I haven't, we haven't updated this in a couple of days, but Alcorn State, Arkansas State, Austin P, Buffalo, Colorado State, Grambling State, Prairie View A&M, Southern University, Western Illinois. You know, so you, you want him to go to Colorado State? Be that far away from his family? You want him going to Arkansas State? Play over in that conference? You know, I don't get it. Um, but I know this. I know that uh, when I coached high school baseball, when I had a kid and his parents couldn't get him to an event, I made sure he got there. I made sure he got there. If I had to bring him myself, I'd make sure if it was a baseball showcase or a camp or whatever, I made sure they got there. And to me, that's part of my responsibilities as a coach. And I'm not, again, I don't know all the circumstances, so I'm not handing out some indictment on a high school coach. It's not what I'm, I'm suggesting. But surely somebody in that kid's life could have found a way to make sure he made it to Mississippi State. Because now, I mean, now we're done. Camps are over, right? He can go prove it on the field. But, uh, you know, now now the situation has gone from, hey, this kid may get an offer and then commit shortly thereafter to, you know, now he's got to figure this thing out. Crazy how it works. Caleb Bryant didn't make it. Um, and, again, I'm not worried about that because it's July. And he's committed to Utah, and people are like, well, you know, Steve, he, he didn't make it. Okay, you know, and, and again, if there's somebody down there working to the detriment of the kids to try to poke it at Mississippi State, uh, and some people have suggested that on the message boards. I, I mean, I'm not hearing that from anybody credible. I just wanted to address that because, uh, again, I think that this is a situation where Caleb, I, I, I will be surprised if he sticks with Utah. And that's not an indictment on that staff or that program or anyway whatsoever. It's just a long way from home. 
I think in the end, Caleb's going to end up signing somewhere in the SEC. And so uh, I throw that out there. He, he didn't make it yesterday. We, we were told there was a possibility he could be there. I think Paul spoke with him earlier this week. And uh, so neither of the Vicksburg kids show. It's interesting to me. It really is. It's really interesting to me that those kind of things happen. And, again, it may all just be, you know, victim of circumstance. Who knows? All right. Uh, let's take some time now to uh, thank our friends at PrimeShrimp.com. This is our last day of this promotion. It, what gets it ends tomorrow. So PrimeShrimp.com, if you're looking for great, ready-to-cook shrimp, look no further than PrimeShrimp.com. Go check them out today and use promo code BONEYARD to save 20 bucks off your first order. We've talked about it now for a few months now, but uh, the reality of it is, is if you love shrimp, you can have it shipped direct to your door without a lot of fuss, without a lot of prep, without a lot of cleanup, but a ton of flavor. You get that French Quarter Alfredo, you get the Simply Seasoned, you get the Louisiana Shrimp Bowl. There's so many great options to choose from. I would encourage you to give them a try. Again, that's PrimeShrimp.com, promo code BONEYARD. The best thing about it, too, is like, it's so easy to store it, and it's so easy to prepare it, and so wonderful to enjoy it. PrimeShrimp.com, promo code BONEYARD. All right, so you say, Steve, well, what's next? Well, it's funny you ask. Uh, I, I don't know what time you're listening to the show. Uh, I don't know what your plans are for today. Good chance you're going to see a commitment from Jacoby Bellazar today. He says, Steve, what's who Jacoby Bellazar? Well, he played at Capitol High School in Baton Rouge, and now he's at uh, Southwest Community College. This guy can really run. When we talk about inside receivers. We talk about guys that can split the safeties. We talk about guys that can um, turn a short gain into a huge gain. He's kind of like Jameer Calvin with a little a little more size. You know, he's not a, the biggest guy. You know, he's sub six, but um, kind of a similar skill set. I think he might actually have a little bit better speed there. Yeah, it's so funny. Like the, I see these numbers. He's... He's listed 5'11". I don't think he's that tall. Um, but anyway, this is a guy that's got a handful of offers, and it looks like it's really been down to State and Nebraska. Um, he's got a handful of offers, Arkansas State, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Monroe, State, Nebraska, Southern University, South Florida. Might have picked up some others since then. But, uh, you know, this is a guy, when you begin to look at this offense, you need a guy that can slip a tackle and make some big things happen. This is him. Dreamed of playing in the SEC. Now he gets an opportunity to do so. Uh, pretty exciting stuff, man. Pretty exciting stuff. Really happy for him as he is kind of a junior college success story. You know, and you got, uh, you know, Trevor Steiger's down there coaching at Southwest uh, too. So, you know, he's got a good resource there from somebody that can tell him, you know, hey, here's the deal. You know, here's what, here's what you, you can expect at Mississippi State. Here's what it takes to play in a Southeastern Conference. So he's got a guy out there that's it's a resource for him, right? Uh, so good chance, I think, that he joins the class today. May have already done it, you know. It's like, I'm looking at his Twitter feed right now. He hadn't done it yet. But uh, I think it's just a matter of them getting the edit together. And that's the big thing these days. And, and listen, people joke about that stuff. But when you're announcing something this big in your life, I mean, you want it to be something that's memorable. You want to honor the moment and you want to honor the school that's given you the opportunity with something of class. So I don't begrudge those guys those moments. Let them have their moment. It's as simple as that. Let them have their moment. So uh, exciting times. And, again, you know, we haven't had loaded up a lot of receivers. You know, you get uh, Nakai Poole, then all of a sudden you had Belazar. 
think you didn't get a wait for uh, for the, your quarterback, right? So speaking of the quarterback, you know, Chris Parson, the crew supposed to be on Starville today. Uh, that's a big development. You know, it's the second visit, basically, and it's over a month's time. I'm expecting this thing to happen this weekend. Now, does that mean that he announces this weekend? I don't know about that. We could. I mean, you know, they could have already had everything together, but the family's supposed to be there today. Uh, I don't see a situation where he's wasting his time coming back up here uh, just for the fun of it, right? I think this is a very serious situation. And Chris has got to find his – it's August, right? I mean, you know, school started. Matter of fact, he had a scrimmage Friday night or he'd been here for top dog camp. But you start looking at all this stuff and you begin to realize, guys, we're going to be signing documents here in about four and a half months. And so you want your quarterback to be able to help you. And it's like, you know, Chris Parsons one of the, the top-rated available quarterbacks in the country right now. This, this thing with Florida State is awfully interesting, too. Florida State kind of overplayed their hand here. They did. Pretty remarkable to think about this. You know, they had Chris Parsons on the boat, felt like they needed to go get two quarterbacks. So they chased Brock Glenn. And now it looks like Brock Glenn's going to Ohio State. And now Florida State seems to be kind of back to the drawing board. So now you, you, you wanted to get Parson and Brock Glenn, and you're not going to get either one of them. And I don't think there's any way to double back on, on, uh, on Parson. I don't think there's any question that's the case. So Mississippi State should be closing in on their quarterback. My crystal ball pick has been on Mississippi State now for, for a couple weeks since he decommitted from Florida State. But it looks like this thing is going to happen. Uh, and again, is it today? Is it tomorrow? Is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? I don't know. But I think we're very, very close. I'd like for it to be today, like all of you. like to have this over. And you know, then, then all of a sudden, does that lead to Santana Fleming coming to Mississippi State? You know, so there's some names out there. And, of course, I think Chris Parson, of course, uh, that's a name that guys know. And I think there will be some doors open to Mississippi State that maybe aren't today. Once you get Chris Parson in, maybe there's some schools out there I mean, that have offered some kids and some kids out there that state has kind of, uh, you know, recruited some and you're like, ah, Mississippi State, that's nice. Now, all of a sudden you get Chris Parson, you get a little, a little more credibility. It's like, hey, I want to go be a part of that with that guy. That offense is pretty explosive already, but look at what Chris should be able to do there. Let's go do some big things. And so that's usually kind of how things happen. When you get the big name quarterback, a lot of times it leads to um, – skilled position guys too so again optimistic this is going to happen matter of fact my confidence level and chris parson being a bulldog has never been higher you know you always feel a whole lot better no matter what you hear or what people say when the guy makes a public declaration simple as that if we don't get him it's going to be a disappointment and a surprise i mean it really is it's going to be a huge disappointment but it's going to be a surprise too because every you know basically everything appears to be trending in this direction so uh, be looking for that. So don't be surprised if it happens today. Don't be alarmed if it doesn't, because I believe it's simply a matter of time before Chris Parson announces from Mississippi State. Let's thank our friend Blair Chandler, close to Blair.com. You guys should be familiar with Blair. Uh, Blair is a guy that uh, has been a mortgage professional now for 21 years. He's a guy that makes things happen. He really is. He's one of those guys, too, that gets people's loans closed. And that's, that's the atypical stuff, too. You know, anybody can get the real, you know, traditional, you know, borrowing situation. 
you know, with the, basically you're just out there negotiating rates. But uh, Blair is a guy that can handle that, and he can handle the stuff that's a little trickier than that. Maybe you are a non-conforming borrower. Maybe you have an atypical property. Maybe you don't even have a property yet. Maybe you're looking at doing a construction loan. And listen, interest rates have gone up a little bit. So you, you need to make sure you're getting somebody out there that gives you the best deal possible. And you can always look at the refi too at some point uh, down the road. But uh, deal with a mortgage professional like Blair Chandler. As a matter of fact, you're never going to find anybody as good or better than Blair Chandler. I mean, he's my friend. I'm biased, but that's the reality of it. Visit him at closewithblair.com. That's C-L-O-S-E with Blair, B-L-A-I-R.com. Or call or text him today at 601-500-2344. Again, 601-500-2344. That's closewithblair.com. All right, let's run through some of these other guys that came to camp yesterday. Uh, Jai Eugene Jr. came, and uh, you may remember his father played at LSU, really physical player. Jai Jr. is the quarterback at Destrehan High School there in the River Parishes of Louisiana. They're a great program, always have been. Uh, they produce players on a regular basis. A lot of That's a very heavily recruited area, and for good reason. A lot of those kids down there, kind of in that Ed Reed variety, right, Guys that kind of grow up needing sports, so they commit themselves to sports. And when you can go get a guy down in the River Parishes, it traditionally is a guy that understands what work ethic is all about. And then, of course, Jai is a guy that uh, you know has seen you know what his dad has done. You know, of course, in hindsight, right? He's he's heard about his father and his exploits there, so he's got good bloodlines. He's grown up in a football family, and so. This is a guy that I think is going to have a good career. What worries me a little bit about him is that the natural position thing. You know, he's played at quarterback. He's one of the more natural athletes on his team. Uh, I didn't think he ran exceptionally well yesterday. I mean, he, there's fast and there's fast enough. You know, maybe maybe he's fast enough. But I think you kind of question a little bit of that at this point when you've already got a couple safeties committed in this class. I think you can afford to go fish a little bit longer. Uh, I, I did think in coverage he had some good moments. He anticipated some routes really quick. But, you know, what happens on the fade? You know, is he going to have the foot speed to really run with somebody like that? And, again, to be fair to him, it's kind of like the Tobias Hinton thing. I mean, you're getting a really raw athlete. Even though he is a guy with good bloodlines, you begin to think, you know, has he played this position very long? Does he understand the nuances of the position? Does he understand what it takes to play DB. I don't think he's quick twitch enough to play corner. Not in the SEC. He might be able to do it on a G5 level. I think he could be an SEC safety. I think it's just kind of going to depend on kind of fit and need. Uh, but again, I, I was, number one, I had a chance to talk to him and I was impressed with him. Really handles himself well. And he competes. He gets out there and competes. It's just, you know, it's not, it's not magic. It's math. You know, it's like I, I read this stuff sometimes, too, on message boards, and people are like, you know, I don't care how well he tasks. He's, your game speed is different. Well, no, it's really not. You know, there are some guys that are very intuitive and very instinctive when it comes to play diagnosis. Uh, but it's just, okay, I don't know what you drive, but uh, I got a 5.0. And so if we, if you and I line up on the line and you're driving your, you know, four-cylinder or six-cylinder, whatever, and uh, we both hit the gas with the same intention and ferocity, I'm going to beat you off the line. 
and I'm really going to beat you in the top end because I got the faster car. It doesn't matter how bad you want it. You might even be a better driver than me. But at some point, the natural ability of the bigger engine is going to win. And it's kind of like that in recruiting. It's kind of like that in analysis. It's like, oh, I just know that the guy's really productive. Yes, he may be. And I'm not speaking specifically about Jai Eugene. I'm just talking about kind of in, in theoretical terms here. I read this stuff on the message boards all the time. All I know is that he's always around the football. Yeah, when he is as fast or faster than the other guys on the field, well, that's not going to happen when you get to college. Everybody's fast in college. And so let's say you're running 4-8, and you're going to be trying to chase players that are running 4-4 and 4-5 and four, even 4-6. Four, it's not a matter of opinion. It's a matter of life. Faster players run away from slower players. And so how can I take a guy that you know runs a 4.85 and put him at safety and all of a sudden he has to go defend the post over the top and the kid's running a 4.5? Four, four Again, it's not a matter of opinion. It's a matter of math. It is... It's, it's, it's the one of the most basic things in, in life. We can go all the way back to the, you know, the beginning of civilization. Survival of the fittest. The fastest guy won and got the food and avoided being attacked and lived. Right? So, not a lot has changed in that respect. The fastest guys thousands of years ago lived and survived it's kind of like that in football today the faster guy so no matter how much you like a guy no matter how much a guy you know maybe is friends with your kids it doesn't really matter how much you like him if he doesn't have the foot speed to go to go make plays and not everybody can play in the sec and that's okay it doesn't mean you can't go out there and maybe develop at a higher rate because I, I don't even worry so much about you know those 40 times the way that i used to because to me those kids can uh get better you know you're not going to get you know, remarkably better but you can get better you can refine your technique and get a little bit stronger or whatever but the reality of it is is that fast guys traditionally remain fast guys and slower guys even though they may improve are not going to be as fast as those guys they're going to still be a little bit slower right i mean and that's a you know, very convoluted way of explaining that but like Alex Sanford, I really like him, and he's committed to Arkansas. I, I like him as a five-tech, and he's a small one. I don't know that he has the length as some other guys. He's a bit of a tweener. I don't think he has the foot speed to play linebacker in this league. I do think he has the toughness, and I, he's put on some size to maybe be a five-tech or maybe line up in a seven-tech and be, you know, be an edge. And I don't know that he didn't bulk up and play inside. He has gained a lot of size since last year. He is an explosive player. You watch his film, and you watch him play Mike, and that's the thing. Like, uh, there's, we've got you know, we got some fans of his on our message board, and you're like, oh, I think he can play Mike. Well, you know, he's to be a a tackle to tackle linebacker in today's game gets you run out the field. And you really got to be a sideline to sideline guy. You got to be able to defend in space. You got to be able to run and get the edge. 
If not, it's a touchdown. That's how simple it is. Uh, I just don't think he has the foot speed to play linebacker in this league. Now, there could be a situation, you know, maybe Sam Pippen and those guys have, you know what, we got a perfect role for him and this is what we can do. Um, he's not the fastest kid. He's a bit explosive, though. You know, and that's the thing that I do like about him. And uh, I think that's the guy you continue to evaluate and monitor. He is kind of more of that big, beefy linebacker of old, right? A guy that can go take on guards and take on fullbacks and plug gaps, you know? I just don't think he is maybe a natural linebacker in the Southeastern Conference. And, yeah, if he was going to go to Southern Miss, yeah, I think maybe that works out okay. In that league, I think maybe perhaps he could do it. Uh, but it didn't matter what I think. Sam Pippen and those guys just said, hey, you know what, we'll, we'll take him. You know, we, we like him a lot. And uh, he's committed up there. Uh, and really got a chance to meet him and his mother. Just fantastic people. They're originally from Wisconsin. Right? That, that's I didn't know that either. And uh, his family, of course, um, my, his grandmother around South Panola. He went to South Panola first. <laughs> Makes me wonder what happened, right? You know, it's like South Panola used to always get those kids to stay. All those kids from Cortland, they all played. But uh, he transferred to Oxford, and uh, Oxford should be really good this year. Of course, Mac Howard up there is a quarterback. But uh, I think Alex is a great high school backer. I just don't know that if he projects to be a great college backer in the Southeastern Conference. But uh, there is a place for a guy like him. You know, a guy that, that really works hard and you can tell he's embraced the weight room. That's a guy that I, I can see somebody finding a spot for. But I, I would not trade any of our linebacker commitments for him just because I think they're more natural for what we want to do. They're long, lean, athletic guys that can really run. And that's an important part of it too is finding the right fit, right? And again, you know, maybe those guys at Arkansas know, you know, you know what, this is exactly who he's going to be. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if he bulked up and added, you know, 50 pounds and played with his hand in the ground. The guy's explosive, it really is. Can he play at that weight and remain that same level of intensity? You know, that's the thing. But uh, very, very impressive young man. There's no doubt about it. Very impressive young guy. Um, and again, Speaking to him and his mother, too, you can just tell they're really enjoying this experience, having to get out. and uh, He may take some visits. I don't know that he's really serious about that, other than maybe just taking them for the experience itself. I think he's locked in with Arkansas. And, you know, and good luck to the kid. I mean, really. Let's take a quick look, too. At, uh, you know, some, there have been some updates. You know, we do our uh, – we get together and we do this top ten – you know, commitment type thing that updates on uh, kind of who's doing what and that sort of stuff. But uh, there you know, been some changes in the last week or so since we talked about this, you know, with, uh, you know, with commitments and things of that nature. And uh, so let's take a quick look at that. Got it pulled up in front of us now. Uh, so get Perkins, of course, uh, you know, committed to Ole Miss. Ole Miss picked up a big commitment of the weekend too. Uh, Jamarius Brown, uh, that he's listed as an edge. He is going to be an interior guy. Uh, committed to Ole Miss, and he's listed at 6'3". I think he's closer to 6'1". I would have taken him, though. I mean, this kid is explosive. And, again, not the biggest kid. And I, I tell you this, you know, when, I, when I go back and I think about I don't know that he's quite as robust as this guy and at his point in his career, but I think from a skill set standpoint and, and possibly you know a college production standpoint – like Benito Jones, I could see Jamarius Brown 
kind of being that same type of player. And, you know, Benito was blessed with that great first step. You know, Benito Jones grew up riding horses and living on a farm and probably should have came to Mississippi State. Um, but the reality of it is, is I think Jamarius Brown is, is very similar. I think he is that same type of player. Once he embraces, you know, kind of the position change, I think the guy's going to be a good ball player. And, and I, I really wish Mississippi State would have been a little more serious about it. But we heard early on that um, State had some work to do. So, so he is the number five player in the state and now committed to Ole Miss. And then Tobias Hinton, the number six player in the state, um, now committed to Mississippi State. And so when you look at your, your top ten, and, and it's interesting how things kind of begin to, to shift, right? we we got to make some updates on this stuff. But uh, now looking at top 15, top 15 players in the state of Mississippi, there are only two that are undeclared. Two. That's Aiden Williams from Ridgeland and then Isaac Smith from Itawamba Agricultural High School there in Fulton. Now, when I look at those two guys, you know, in the beginning, people are like, you know, Aiden Williams is going to go to Ole Miss. And, you know, he may. He may. But I was told early on that LSU was kind of a dream offer. I know that Shane Beamer in South Carolina have made things a little interesting here as of late. They brought him in for a visit. Probably needed to. We'll see. I think Aiden Williams is one that may go down to the end. Uh, Isaac Smith. I'm not ready to put in a crystal ball pick right now, but I believe Mississippi State's the favorite. I do. I think Mississippi State is the favorite. In the very beginning, everybody's like, you know what, Isaac Smith can go to Ole Miss. I don't even think Ole Miss and Isaac Smith are even having a relationship anymore. Don't know why. Don't know what happened. But uh, he, you know, he gave Paul Jones a list of maybe half a dozen favorites. I just get the vibe that Mississippi State is where he wants to go. And I just don't think he realizes it yet. I think he is a guy that uh, wants to stay a little closer to home, have a chance to play in a Southeastern Conference. And, uh, you know, he's going to post to take a visit to Georgia and possibly Texas A&M. You can't assume anything. But I believe that he is going to be a guy that uh, – Works through this process. He's already taken an official visit to Vanderbilt, and he'll take one to Mississippi State. When that is, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I think that he is a guy, too, that uh, when you begin to break down kind of what's next for him, you know, it's going to be about kind of working through some of these visit options, working through um, you know, kind of what's next, you know, uh, work through you know, what's important to him. And uh, I believe that he is a guy that's going to play football for an awfully long time. And uh, I shared that with you guys on the show before. I, I think he's a future NFL guy. I, I really do. I think he is a guy that uh, if he works hard and remains healthy, will play college football and then professional football at a very high level for a very long time. You know, it's a very physical game, right? Um, and now, you know, he has kind of given us a glimpse into what it may be from a time frame standpoint with him. You know, we thought it may go down to the very end. Thought it could potentially be a signing day decision. Now he's talking about October. You know, so we're getting, you know, it's, it's almost August now. So we're like about two months away. So he's going to work in his official visits around that time frame uh, and then make a decision sometime, you know, early, mid-October. And so now all of a sudden, that now you can kind of get into focus. And I think when you look at this Mississippi State class, you begin to realize too that you you know that that's a guy right there that probably has a spot until the very end. 
you make an adjustment, you figure it out, right? I just feel like Isaac Smith fits at Mississippi State. And I think deep down he probably knows that too, but it's working through the process to confirm that. And let's, let's be honest too. If you, get an, if you get an offer from Georgia, the defending NFL champion, you owe it to yourself to go out there and check that opportunity out. You absolutely do. You've earned it. And so I, I share that because I think it's important that our folks understand there's a lot still going on with this recruiting class. And uh, I do think State's going to do really well in-state. I think we are doing really well in-state. Of course, you picked up three in-state guys yesterday. Uh, I think there's more on the way. But I think you've almost reached a point now where you're just going to kind of wait out some guys. And there are some guys that you'll watch this summer, excuse me, this, this season, and kind of get their first couple of uh, games and see how they're progressing, see how they're kind of embracing their senior season. Are they leading? Are they, are they following? Are they doing what needs to be done? I think that's a big part of it too. And so there's some guys that are under valuation. But, uh, again, when you begin to look at this class and you begin to realize what Mississippi State has, what's left, kind of what's in front of them, you know, I was told early on that's probably going to be like a 23-man class, but you and I both know it's going to end up being 25 or so. And, and then now the annual limit thing is going to be lifted. Um you know, you're not going to turn down good players. But uh, Mississippi State now with a dozen commitments, nine of those 12 from Mississippi High School. You get one from Georgia, one from Tennessee, one from Texas. Uh, play a good brand of football out there. But uh, a dozen commitments, the one running back, one receiver now. And, again, I think we'll expl- add one today. Three offensive linemen, one D-line. That's Joseph Head. But now you got three linebackers if you count Ty Jones as a backer. And I do. You got three linebackers in. So now, you know, if you're Matt Brock, you got Zakari Tillman in, you got Tobias Hinton. You begin to think about, okay, well, we can kind of take our time with this thing now. If we want to get a fourth backer, is that a transfer portal guy or, or does it end up being LaKendra James? And again, I think a lot of that's going to depend on how guys develop the season. And you got a couple defensive backs in. And this has got to be a big club. We got to get safeties in this class, guys. We got it. We have to get some safeties in this class. I don't think there's any question about that. You know, you've got Abram and you got Kelly Jones. I think Kelly Jones stays at corner. I think Abram uh, goes to safety. But uh, Dante Kelly is another guy too. I don't know why that's not listed him as a defensive back. We'll have to get that fixed. But um, you know, this is a Mississippi State class. It's beginning to kind of take some shape here. Dante Kelly listed as an athlete. That's laziness, is right there. That's what that is. Somebody didn't want to project the position. That's what I always ask. Scott Kennedy used to always say, if, if you're not good enough to project the position, you probably don't need to be in the industry. But, uh, but the reality of this one is, is this, this class is coming together. But I begin to wonder, you know, how much depth is there left in the in-state pool? This is where state's going to have to pick it up in the out-of-state side or, or perhaps work the portal a little bit harder. But, yeah, We'll see what happens here in the days ahead. But today, in many respects, you know, the day is about, you know, Belazar, who we expect to commit today. And then when does Chris Parson make the call? Those are the things you begin to look at and begin to think, you know what? This could be a very special weekend. I don't know that anything goes back to the Big Dog Camp of 2014. And that was, of course, the class of 15, you know, with Mark McLaurin and uh, Jonathan Abram, all those guys. You know, and even though Jonathan went to Georgia, that was a very, very talented in-state crop. But uh, we think we can look back at this weekend and say, you know what, this was, this was kind of a defining weekend. And, and there's so many great defensive players in the state of Mississippi this year. I think the Bulldogs are going to get their share, uh, to say the least. So I feel good about where we're going. I'll feel a whole lot better once we get uh, Chris Parson 
uh, to publicly announce his commitment to Mississippi State. And, uh, again, I think that's coming soon. could be today. could be tomorrow. could be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't think that Chris is the guy that's going to drag this thing out. But uh, I do think it's a situation where we need him to go ahead and kind of get out there on the record and uh, but kind of become that drawing card and help us kind of catch up with some offensive skill guys. All right, next segment show brought to you by Campus Bookmark. Uh, a Stark Villian institution, if you haven't been by there lately, you owe it to yourself to go by and check them out. The bully shop has been completely renovated. Everything is upstairs now, which has allowed them to kind of expand a selection. I venture to say it is the biggest selection of Mississippi State merchandise that I've ever seen uh, in, in a regular retail store. Go by and check them out today. If you can't make the town, visit them on the World Wide Web at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That's BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. That gets you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. Again, that's campusbookmart.net, promo code BSR. All right, we did get some bad news on a baseball recruiting front. It's Paul Skeens announces his decision to go to LSU. Of course, there is a lot of uh, gleeful satisfaction for the LSU folks, and rightfully so. I mean, Paul Skeens considered the best two-way player in the NCAA transfer portal. Guy's an All-American. We absolutely wanted him. Uh, that we've had some confidence through this process basically since the beginning. Felt like we were in it. Uh, got him to visit. Felt like that we were among the leaders, if not the leader. And then, of course, he takes his visits to Arkansas and LSU, ultimately picks LSU. And uh, there was never a situation where I felt that, oh, we just got to kind of coast through this. And, and I'll be honest with you, like the initial discussion was that, um, and it's so hard to get information when kids don't want to talk that he had already visited LSU. And he may have had like a campus visit or something like that, but as far as like the official visit, that happened much later. So we thought we had kind of cleared that hurdle, at least those of us uh, in my circle, and then, you know, find out a little bit later that uh, it was like, hey, if we can just survive the Arkansas visit, we ought to be in good shape. Well, we do survive the Arkansas visit. We don't survive the LSU visit. So um, there's a couple things I want to say about that too, though. There, There is always the natural overreaction right when something like this happens and i've got some friends of mine that i i I should probably build them for the hours that i spend kind of talking them off the ledge Uh, we've got a really good potentially great portal class you know of course we take a little bit of a hit with you know uh, with knight going in and draft the mayors we knew it was a possibility and then not getting Skeens, because I, I think Skeens is a difference maker between you know, making you a potential top eight national seed or just being a tournament team. I think that's how good he is. Now, and not to mention, even though his record may not always reflect that, he's a guy that's going to give you a chance to win every time out, even if he gets no decision. So the bad part of it is, is not only do we not get him, now we got to deal with him because he's going to be within our own division. So uh, we'll have to go down there and, and see if we can't uh, take care of that. But um I don't know what's left out there from a starting pitching standpoint. Now, certainly nobody on Paul Skeen's level. So go ahead and understand that right out of the gate. Do you go get another pitcher? I, unless it's a guy that we know can contribute, I'm not going and getting that guy. Right? I'm, I'm not going to go chase a guy and not understand that uh, you know, this is a guy that can come in here and, and make us a better team. I don't just need an arm I need an arm that is, number one, healthy, and number two, can contribute in a way that maybe I don't have a piece. Now, they say, well, Steve, what are we going to do about pitching? It's like there are a lot of people that have a lot of strong opinions about this that don't have a lot of knowledge. But, you know, we talk about Landon Gartman. That's a guy – he was Memphis's ace last year. 
is ace. We discussed that on the show many times. So that you know, that's a good one there. And then Tower Davis, of course, uh, you know, was their closer, and then their their ace guy, Virginia Commonwealth. And so when you begin to kind of run through these numbers, you know, we've got some possibilities. You just don't have anybody that's the proven commodity like Paul Skeens. So, you know, what does Lamontis do now? I think you still got to go get another outfielder. You got to go take a look at what's left in this portal on the pitching side of things. Now, everybody's like, oh, we got to go get two more arms. And then we get an arm and it's like, oh, we got to get two more arms. And we get an arm. You know, at some point you got to say, okay, listen, let's remember what we have. Let's remember what we've signed, what we've got coming back. And it does look like now that Casey Hunt is coming back. Does Casey Hunt become a starter on the weekends? Is he, is he back in that mix? Potentially. You know, Case, people forget Casey was dominant in the fall and then got hurt and then did what he felt he needed to do to help the team in a variety of ways. You know, we tried to make him a closer, you know. So is Casey Hunt a starter on the weekend? I would have to say right now, if I'm filling out a lineup card, if we're getting ready to play this weekend, I'm probably going Cade Smith, Casey Hunt, and then Landon Gartman. Bradley Lofton is a guy that could potentially be a factor on Sundays. I had some people tell me, you know, during the draft process that he was a guy that was good enough to pitch on Sundays for Mississippi State right now. So does that move somebody else to the bullpen role? You know, and we're going to have to have some of those guys, too. And, you know, Tyler Davis is a guy, too, that we know that's a left-handed specialist that can get a lot of swing and miss. But I'm not panicking about pitching. I, I would have absolutely loved to have had Paul Skeens because then I could sleep a whole lot better, right? But the pop, the possibility of you getting the best player in the portal sometimes, even if you are Mississippi State, it's going to require a lot of time, effort, and work. And, and we put the time in and we didn't get him. But it's not like the portal class is all lost now. I mean, there's so many people out there like, oh, well, now what are we going to do? Well, let's not forget the fact that all these other guys we got committed. You know, and uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about this lineup. Have you looked at what Slate Offord has done this summer? He's having the summer of his dreams. You looked at what Colton Ledbetter has done to both those guys are summer league all-stars. Colton Ledbetter is just absolutely destroyed. What do you have? A, what, go four for five in the all-star game and hit three, a three-run bomb? You know, there are some very talented pieces that are going to be coming in to mesh what you already have coming back. We're going to be a better team. We're going to, we were going to be a better team with or without Paul Skeens. I think Paul Skeens would have, you know, provided he stays healthy. Paul Skeens gives you maybe the, the easiest path back to potentially being in a hosting type situation or maybe even more. But it's not like the staff hadn't done their job. And so, again, Paul Skeen's not going to make us or break us, but there's no doubt he would have made us a better team, made us a better weekend rotation. But you still have some pieces, and it's like it's so, it's so crazy. As we're in the, the – and I'm, I'm just speaking here. I'm just being frank with you. But we have – when we're having the draft – I've got some friends, and it's like, oh, we got to keep Bradley Lofton. we got to keep Colby Holcomb. And I talked to this guy, and they're both going to get drafted. I said, just wait. And it's like, oh, that's a key to our season next year. we got to have both of those guys back. We can't lose that guy. Okay, well, then we, we get him back. And so then the worry turns to something else. Oh, wow, we got to get Paul Skeens. That's the key to everything. Well, it's not the key to everything. You know, just like Colby Holcomb wouldn't have been the key to everything. He's very important, not the key to everything. And so it's like the thing that I have learned is that the worriers never stop worrying. They just find something else to worry about. And 
I read this stuff, and again, when there first is the realization that we're not getting a player, there's always kind of an emotional reaction. I get it. But let's not discount the fact that we have accrued a very nice portal class, and we probably need to pick up a couple more pieces to kind of close this thing out. But uh, we're going to be a much different team next year. We're going to be a much better team next year. Before we go, let's thank our friend Brooks Bryan. I love Brooks. Brooks is a great guy, man. Guy made a great contribution to Mississippi State baseball, and he's still very connected, man. You can go out there and find him in a lounge. And part of a great group of guys is putting this great residential development together, Portico. 1.1 miles from the Mississippi State campus, very easy to get to, off 82 on a 12. The very first ride is Pat Station Road, take you to your new home. If you're thinking about moving to the greater Starkville area, look no further than Portico. You can start with a two-bedroom, two-bath home, go up to a four-bedroom, four-bath home. Uh, very exciting development there. You know, phase one is completely sold out. Phase two is under construction. Some of those homes are already sold, but there are some lots available where you could maybe have some say, picking your lot, maybe having a custom build. Brooks has got all the information for you. Call Brooks today at 601-416-8075. Again, that's 601-416-8075. If I was moving to Starkville now, I'd move to Portico. I've told you guys that before, and I mean it. I'd like to be that close to campus. I'd like to have the convenience. Uh, and then not to mention there's a Walmart neighborhood market that's like a right there across the highway from me. You know, so if I forget something, it's not some big ordeal to have to go all the way to town, right? Convenience, man, convenience. And you know, whether it's your ballgame weekend retreat, your primary residence, your future retirement home, Portico's got a place for you. Make Portico your next move. All right, so I think we have detailed it out today, even though I had probably rambled. I'm working on about four hours sleep here, so you have to forgive me. But uh, I'm here. My granddaughter's going to have her birthday party in just a little while, and I'm going to have a great time. And uh, I'm going to have a great, great dinner with family, and then I'm going to crash. And then uh, Sunday, uh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to go and watch the Rock and Roll show on Sunday. And then I'll be back with you guys on Monday. And I, I'm excited about that, too, because I suspect that we're going to have some really good news to celebrate. I hope so, anyway. Uh, you never know. It's like when you, you kind of you, you begin to trust what you hear, especially when you're hearing it from multiple parties that don't know each other, Right. It's one thing, you know, when one circle of influence is like, oh, yeah, well, this is going to happen. But it's like, oh, well, you hear it from friends in the seven-on-seven circles. You hear it from friends that cover other schools. You hear it from, you know, friends that maybe work uh, in in the industry that perhaps maybe don't cover your school. And all of a sudden you start having these, you know, this, you know, this kind of merging of the minds here that everybody's kind of hearing the same things from different sources. And that's kind of the situation with Chris Parson. It's, I'm, I'm hearing a lot from a lot of people that don't know each other. So we're not all regurgitating the same information. That happens sometimes too. Like I'll tell a friend and it gets, it gets to a friend and, and somebody will call me and say, hey, have you heard this? Well, yeah, I, I, told, you know, I told Jake, you know, yeah, yeah, I've heard it. Uh, so this to me gives me a greater comfort level when all these people that really don't have a relationship at all, have no knowledge of each other, are hearing things that are encouraging about Mississippi State's pursuit of Chris Parson. And so, again, you never say never, but uh, feel really good about how that thing is going. Uh, remind you guys, too, if you hadn't done so, go to dogpiledbook.com and uh, order your copies of Dogpile. They tell me that, you know, that Stark Villains and Alpha Dogs uh, – Selling on the same pace as Dogpile, which surprises me a little bit too. I need you guys to get over your angst about baseball season and buy some of those books. I know it's summertime, so everybody's back to school and everything else. 
Uh, you're going to have some more time to read. And even if you don't want to read it, you need to have it on your dining room table or your coffee table or your bookshelf. Matter of fact, put it on your bookshelf and get like a, like a pen light, like on the ceiling, and just kind of light up dog piles. So when people walk into your home, it's like, oh, there's this shining light and it's dog pile, right? You owe it to yourself. Give them as gifts. Uh, keep them as keepsakes. They're great books. I've worked really hard on them. And uh, maybe perhaps the only time I get a chance to write about a championship. I hope not. I don't believe that's the case. But uh, either way, it was one of the greatest joys of my life to write that book. And uh, a, lot, a lot of other things going on, man. I wish I could talk more about them, but uh, I can't just yet. But uh, we will have some discussions about that. And I uh, wore a Stark Villain shirt yesterday uh, at the second part of camp because I was so hot I had to go change clothes. But uh, I wore a Stark Villain shirt and had multiple people walk up to me and say, where did you get that shirt? Starkvillains.com. Get them for yourself. Get them for your family. Get them for your kids, your pets, uh, your enemies, everybody. You'll be glad you did at Starkvillains.com. And listen, let's have a great time. You guys enjoy the weekend. Again, I think we're going to have some fun things to celebrate here in the days ahead. And then we're going to be in fall camp. We're going to be in fall camp. And uh, August 5th is our first day of fall camp. And I don't know if you can check the calendar there. That's next week. And then next thing you know, guys... A month after that, we're going to be playing a football game at Davis Wade Stadium against Memphis. And uh, I was going to preview an SEC opponent today, but uh, under the circumstances, we're just not going to be able to get to it. We'll resume that on Monday. wanted to kind of give you the top dog camp review extravaganza today. We didn't have a chance to line up a marching band or any dancing girls or anything. So I hope that uh, you know a little bit of uh, insight is enough for you. Listen, you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live.